How y'all doing today? Amen. Give me just a second and let me uh, get going here, guys. Y'all had a good fourth? Yeah, still having it? Yeah, all right, great. So, uh, guys, before we get started this morning, I mean, sometimes it's just awesome to have that one service so the time constraint is took off and we can really experience when the Spirit wants to move and you don't have to stop things for the Spirit to move. I mean, God has showed up this moment. And if you could hear the people singing the chorus of those songs, that echoes the freedom that we're celebrating this weekend. It echoes that. So before we get started, guys, let's just pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity you've uh, given us, Lord, to celebrate freedom, freedom in you, freedom in Christ. You know, um, outward freedom is awesome, but the inward freedom is what we all need, the freedom that only you can give us. And I just thank you for that this morning, God. I ask for uh, your word to come forth, and it not be me, it be your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, before I get started, Bob, you, I got a few pictures over here. We're talking about freedom. I'm going to show you some pictures of captivity. All right, this is, these could be superlatives from the show Orange is the New Black. All right, <laughs> this is me. All right, next one. Yep, that is horrible. Sinead O'Connor, right there. All right, that's, I'm an extra in the Green Mile, right there. All right, keep them coming. Woody Harrelson, all right, there. <laughs> All right, just keeps coming. That, and this is me now. This shows the amazing power of God to just create freedom in your life. I mean, I was literally captive, but I was captive way before I got in prison. You hear me? I was in bondage way before I went to prison. So this weekend, guys, um, we're celebrating Independence Day, the July 4th. It's worth noting the nation was founded upon the idea that God created human beings to be free. The Declaration of Independence states that people are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But what is liberty, guys, exactly? Is, it freedom? is freedom based on the country where you live? Is it that kind of concept, or does it have a deeper meaning for us Christians or some, somebody that's trying to uh, obtain inner freedom? Now, freedom... It's something God started dealing with me about whenever Kelly asked me to stay, speak. Actually, it was before then. It just seems like God has a funny way of working those out and being um, ironic. But um, I've been thinking about it, and, and we're all trying to obtain freedom in one facet or another. But he had been nudging me and kicking my butt a little bit in certain areas. You see, um, everybody knows you've seen those pictures. I've been sober May 21st. It was three years sober. So, all right. But, and that is an amazing testament of what God can do. He can totally turn your course, give you a 180, and send you in a different direction. But, in that, me being free from drugs, I forfeited my freedom in other areas of my life. Thank you, Ben. Um, see, when God sets you free... When you give your heart to Jesus, your chains are meant to be broke, correct? They're meant to be broke. But we are going to fight for freedom and liberty in every some aspects of our life for the rest of our lives. If, you know what I mean? All right, Peter Marshall said this. May we think of freedom not as the right to do as we please, but as the opportunity to do what is right. The opportunity to do what is right. See, I so this morning wanted to get up and tell you because when God started nudging me and 
I've been free from drugs and alcohol, but when me and Tiffany got married, I weighed 172 pounds. I do not weigh that anymore. <laughs> All right? I weigh 232 pounds, and I'm struggling in an extra large, and I'm five foot nine. Amen? <laughs> That's great. So these are aspects of freedom I gave up. Um, he had been dealing with me about nicotine, about me quitting dipping. I so wanted to get up here and be like, and I have been hitting the gym for three weeks, not lost a pound yet. Amen. <laughs> but I'm getting the mindset. I'm getting the mindset. But I, I started to, uh, I quit dipping last Sunday. And just to explain my point, I wanted to get up here and say, yeah, God is setting me free. Well, yesterday I started making excuses and I was having kind of a crazy weekend uh, and I didn't even want to share this with you. I wanted, you know, but God's like, you're going to share, bro. I'm like, all right, Dad. All right. So he started, and so I got a can of dip. I'm out there shaving my head. I got a dip in. Tiffany comes out. She's like, are you dipping? You know, she looked into my soul. She's like, are you dipping? I'm like, yeah, I am dipping. So, so she's mad, obviously. She's mad. But she's not mad because I'm doing it. She's mad because I didn't tell her. Why did I not tell her? Because I didn't want to be accountable in that area of my life that day. I didn't want to be accountable. You know, we want God to um, act, give us freedom in one area and not hold us accountable in another. See, if I wanted freedom in that area, I would have said, babe, this is what I'm feeling. I'm really stressed out, but I didn't. I didn't want her opinion. I wanted to ask for uh, forgiveness later. All right? Now, Paul says in Galatians 5.13, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. We're called to be free. We are working from freedom. We're called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Now, Peter echoes this sentiment in 1 Peter 2, 16. Live in freedom, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. Live as servants of God. See, I wanted to, not that what I was doing was sin, but I didn't want him to examine that aspect of my life. You hear me? I did not want to be free in that area of my life. Number one, if you're taking notes, I didn't do a little fancy sheet like Pastor Kelly does, but if you want to take notes, here's your first point. The culture you create can either make change or break them. The culture you create can either make change or break them. By the way, my brother Chris got to come this morning. That's amazing. I love seeing him. What an honor. What an honor. But Chris will say this. He's, I've heard him say this. You either have a culture by default or design. The culture you have is either by default or design. It means you actively set out to create a freedom culture, a Jesus culture, or you're just reactionary. Whatever happens, there's no control over your life, and that's the way we go about it. See, we were, when we were born, when, when Kyle was born right now as an infant, he's the freest he's ever going to be. He can poop, pee on me, he has... He can do all these things with no repercussions. He's the freest he's ever been. But as we grow older, as we go out there, as we run into choices and, and other things we are taught, the, the outside influences can lead to bondage in other areas of our lives. Or we find out we're free in one area we've really excelled in, only to find out there's another area God's dealing with me. It's always a constant thing, guys. Freedom is... Right there. It's, it's a word we talk about so much, but it's so unattainable, it seems like, in certain areas. Good news. We can have it. As followers of Christ, we fight for freedom. We fight from freedom. We fight from freedom, right? We're not, we, we've got victory in Jesus' name. We're fighting from freedom. 
See, if I surround myself with people and things that are not beneficial, beneficial to my, to my uh, moving forward, then I, it can lead to bondage. It can lead to bondage. It can keep me in chains. If I'm not, live, I'm not living the life that, life that Christ has in store for me, there might be, some of us might have relational bondage. I guess we call that codependence. Is that what that is? Physical addictions, the Bible calls that strongholds. Anger issues, anxiety, depression that you need to be set free of if you are not living in a gospel culture. That means Jesus has lordship of your life. I know that seems so weird. To be free, you've got to submit. That seems weird, but it's the truth. If you want freedom, you've got to submit. That's weird. I love God. He's so cool. All right? Well, if you want true freedom, Jesus, that Jesus talks about when he says this, he who the Son has set free is free indeed. All right, I'm going to introduce you. If you grew up in church, you know these characters, Paul and Silas. Who's heard of Paul and Silas? And if you haven't, I'm going to give you a brief, um, we're going to give you a recap. All right, you can find this story, Acts 16, 16 through 40. We're going to skip some of it, but the gist of the first few verses is Paul and Silas is preaching the gospel, all right? This demon-possessed woman is following them around, giving them a hard time. Paul's finally like, forget this, demon come out of her. All right, well, the people that are making money off of her is like mad. So they get Paul and Silas, throw them in prison, beat them, and then uh, this is where we're going to pick up. Um, verse 25, they're in prison. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. I think in one of our songs it talked about the foundations of prison shaking. At once, all the, at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains come loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had came to believe in God, he and his whole household. He and his whole household. See, what Paul and Silas did is they created a culture founded on the gospel of Jesus. No matter the circumstances, the trials, their literal imprisonment, they knew they were fighting from freedom. No matter what, they were fighting from freedom. They set the atmosphere for the spirit to show up and show out. And he did that. See, we or I will forget what bondage was like and don't want the God to work in all aspects of our life. I don't want him to search this crevice. I want to hold on to that. But it, it, God, no, we need freedom in every area of our life. All right, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 10, 22 through 24. Um, if you didn't know, I'm going to have a lot of scripture because guess what? Um, you can't argue with me if it's out of the Bible. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't really argue with the Bible. Uh, I've seen somebody put something on Facebook. They said if uh, pastors were preaching, or where Jesus was preaching what pastors are preaching today, some pastors, he would have never got crucified. That's true. I mean, they're, they're probably, well, probably not preaching the gospel. But uh, here at this church, we preach the gospel. Um, 
verse 23, all things are legitimate, permissible, and we are free to do anything we please. But not all things are helpful, expedient, profitable, and wholesome. All things are legitimate, but not all things are constructive to, carify, uh, to character and edifying to spiritual life. In order for us to have a Jesus culture, we must know what freedom is. What does freedom actually mean? See, freedom is not being free of restrictions. It's not being free of restrictions. Freedom is being free of illegitimate restrictions, things that hold us back. See, um, an example of um, legitimate restrictions would be, I am a human being. I'm not a fish. I am free to go try to live in the water, but oxygen will not allow me to live in the water, correct? I'm not. We have restrictions that's out there. So um, there's restriction of oxygen. But that being said, our choices could lead to bondage. Me trying to live in water when I'm not supposed to could lead to death. It just would. See, boundaries, here's, this would be a great fill-in. If, if I had it there, you could fill this in, but I don't have it. So you can write it down. Boundaries can either enhance freedom or it can take it away. The boundaries can enhance your freedom or take it away. I know this firsthand because I started as a preacher's son that was very rebellious, that was doing his own thing. I was free to do my own thing. But the boundaries that were set up for law-abiding citizens to protect them from people like me took my freedom away. That's it. Boundaries can enhance your freedom or take them away. What Paul is saying when he's saying all things, I can do it, but they're not all things are permissible, but I shouldn't do them, all right? Some things we do can only lead to more bondage. You can do them, it's not healthy. See, our music, unhealthy relationships, smoking, dipping. I'm not saying these are sins on my, so thank God, I guess. Hang-ups, your foul mouth, our politics in some cases. Now, let me stop right here for a second. Ben kind of talked about politics. I'm going to say something. All right, let me stop right here. Politics is a hot topic, so I'm all in. I'm all about, I'm all about talking about hot topics. So I think we should have Christians in politics. I think we should have Christians in politics. But if we think Jesus' gospel can be relegated and watered down to fit your particular political party, you're missing the point. You are missing the point. Jesus, here, listen to this. Jesus was a proponent of the extreme left position, and he was a proponent of the extreme right position. You're saying, what do you mean by that? He extended one left arm to this position and a right arm to this position. He took a spear in his side, and his blood saturated every addict, Democrat, Republican, center saint, from Nancy Pelosi to Donald Trump. It don't matter from Casey Craig to anybody else. God's grace handles that. His grace is bipartisan. His freedom is to everyone that accepts it. So when we get on there on Facebook and put divisive comments and People are coming to church and they're like, well, I've got to be a Republican to be saved or I've got to be a Democrat. He doesn't care about that. I'm not saying you should not have opinions. But when you value your opinion over God's gospel, you're missing the point, bro. You're missing it. See, we create Christ in our image. We become chained to ideologies, concepts, and themes of what we believe the gospel to be. We create Christ in our image. That's not the way it works. We're supposed to be created in his image. See, God, Jesus gave us one thing to do when he left. 
the Great Commission. The Great Commission. We're supposed to go out and we're supposed to witness to people. We're supposed to get them saved. We're supposed to disciple. So if your political decision comes before the Great Commission, you are missing the chance to be free. See, I can say this stuff. Kelly's going on vacation. And here's the thing. I can't even vote. I don't care. I don't care. I can't vote. I don't care. Let's put that out there. I can't vote. So... This is what we should, our culture, the culture we create for freedom should be of extreme love, forgiveness, grace, discipleship, and community. See, love God, love people, serve others. That's Watts Bar's mantra. That's what we got on our shirts. Live it. It's going to set you free. I mean, come on, guys. I love it. I'm not arguing at you guys. I'm just getting excited. You know what I mean? All right, number two. If you are fighting alone, you will never have freedom. If you're fighting alone, you will never, never have freedom. The freedom that we celebrate this weekend, if it wasn't a, commu- a, a communal effort, if it wasn't a team effort, we wouldn't be celebrating it. It's the same in our spiritual life, guys. All Paul and Silas had was God and each other to change the culture, the dynamic of that prison, their community. First Thessalonians 5 says this about community. Chapter 14, And we urge you, brothers and sisters... Warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Romans 12, 16 says this. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says this. But you are a chosen people. My mom loved this verse. She would speak it over me all the time. You are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And if this seems like it affects me, it does. I know what it's like to, to give, be given grace. I have done the worst of the worst. I have done it all, and God's grace turned me around. See, some people, maybe they need something really bad to happen for them to appreciate what God's given because nobody deserves it. But we all have the opportunity to be free. Now, Hazel Scott said this about community. Whoever walked behind anyone to freedom, if we can't go hand in hand, I don't want to go. If we can't go hand in hand, I don't want to go. God wants us to be free. But we must be in community to experience God's gift. God has given me an amazing family, man. My wife and kids are amazing. I've got amazing uh, sister-in-laws, amazing brother and his wives that pray for me, that fight with me. But I've got best friends now I never dreamed I would have, man, that pour into me. Ben, uh, Corey, Dave. I talk to Aaron at least once a week. People that we, are, we hold each other accountable. We, talk, we speak life into each other. See, they give me accountability in the areas I don't realize or I don't concede I need help in. More importantly, if Jesus died to give us freedom, you can rest assured that he's fighting hammer and nails so you can experience it. Hammer and nails. All right, three. When you experience God's freedom, you want other people to have it. You want other people to have it. You can't possibly be set free and not want somebody else to experience it. It becomes obsessive. It becomes contagious. When Paul and Silas were in that, were in that prison 
and they were changing the culture, not only did their chains fall off, the other prisoners' chains fell off, not only did the people in captivity's chains fall off, but the captors' chains fell off. Everybody, you create a culture, you want everybody's chains to fall off. Nelson Mandela said this, For to be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. Are you living that kind of freedom that, that wants to see other people change, that wants to see it? When Jesus gets a hold of you and you're a part of a Jesus culture, you want to see Jesus break the chains off others. That's it. That's it. That's it, guys. Uh, see, when you get a Jesus tra heart transplant, you can't achieve freedom if you don't want others to be free. I would even say this. You don't have freedom if that's not your concern. That's why it is so crucial in this broken world, this messed up, jacked, jacked up world, that we, we put his gospel over our opinions. If our personal opinion is what we value over bridging the gap of this broken world to his nail-scarred hands, we need to reevaluate our heart. <clears throat> Number four, how do we hold on to this freedom that we have and we fight for? Well, Jesus said this. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. Now, the word anoint right here, you can interchange with authorize. See, Jesus, fully man and fully God, fully man, he, he, he breathed, he slept like us. He cried like us, but fully God, he could raise the dead. So Jesus, fully man, fully God, was authorized and anointed to call us into freedom. He was called. See, here's what I'm getting with this. See, I called Verizon a few months back. Um, somehow our phone bill had got jacked up where it was as much as a car payment. All right? So I'm calling, and the first person I get is somebody somewhere in a different country. And they're like, can I help you? I'm sorry, that was not right. I shouldn't have did that. They're like, can I help you? All right? Sorry, it was insensitive. That was not a good impersonation. But um, first thing, can I help you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, my phone bill is jacked up. And I, tell, I go through telling them what it is and trying to get it taken care of. And they're like, well, I'm not authorized to make this decision. I can't help you. I can't fix your problem. I said, well, some, get somebody that can. Get somebody who's anointed, authorized to fix my problem. So she puts me on the phone with somebody else. And he's like, I am not authorized to fix this problem. I'm like, well, put me on the phone with somebody, you know, that is authorized to fix my brokenness. See, that's what we're doing a lot of times, guys, is we're looking to places, things, people that are not anointed and not authorized to help us be free. They're not. They're not anointed or authorized. Self-help books, Facebook, book face, whatever you want to call it, relationships. But I got the good news. We know, we know the one who is anointed and authorized. We know. We know. See, 2 Corinthians 1.21 says this, but it is God who confirms and makes us steadfast and establishes us in joint fellowship with you in Christ and has consecrated and anointed us and doing us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Us. The anointed and authorized has anointed and authorized us by the Holy Spirit. And you know what Paul said about the Spirit. We sung it earlier. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. 
So we're wondering, how can we get free? You know, one time, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I, I one time was looking for my sunglasses, and I'm looking for them everywhere. I'm looking for them everywhere, and the whole time, they're on my head. All right? I have something. I'm already authorized. I'm looking for authorization other places. God has authorized me. I already have them. It's like having my keys and not knowing I have them. All right, guys. Um, while Bobby's singing, oh, he's up here now, Bubba. But I, I'm going to ask uh, the praise team to come up. And if you want some freedom in areas of your life, if you want to experience God's fullness, the fullness of his love, his promises, I want you to think about the words to this song when they're singing them. And then just say, God, I want this freedom in my life. I want this freedom in my life. You know, I, I think this is a time to, we can look at male getting freedom. We can look at this because uh, uh, sickness is something that needs freedom from, right? We can look in these different aspects. But it, if you have depression, anxiety, any of these things, I mean, people a lot of times just associate addicts with need, they need to be free. If you really inspect your lives, you got something you need to be free of. I'll tell you what I hated when I was 160 pounds is people in church telling me that I needed to quit doing drugs when they were 400 pounds. That was, uh, that you're telling me I need to get uh, free of drugs or one big, big Mac away from a cardiac arrest. I, I cannot do it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys, is Lord Jesus. is we're not going to experience his fullness and, and his love if, if we just can't accept the freedom he has. The freedom he has in every aspect of our life, whether it be our weight, whether it be depression, I mean anything. So while they're singing this song, guys, really dwell on what you need freedom from this morning. Really think about what you need freedom from because if we're honest, there's aspects of our life that we all need something. God has moved mountains in, so... Bobby, if you could, praise team, if you could. Oh, amazing grace, how sweet the song that saved a wretch like me. to come down here if you want to come down here i believe god can work the same miracle back there as he can here but i believe there's something to be said for you taking that step 
to really identify the problem, but I want to give two. First, if you don't have any kind of spiritual freedom that you talked about, can you, can you hear me? Okay. Um, if you don't, Uh, want to experience God for the first time. If you want those chains to be broke off, um, I'll, and, I, and I'll head bowed now right now, guys, because there might be somebody somebody here that feels uncomfortable. Uh, if you want those chains broke off of you for the first time, can, can I get a hand raised anywhere? Anywhere. Amen. Amen. Second altar call second thing I want to talk about is guys if there's all of us have these acts whether it be depression anxiety financial freedom um, and this time we're living in right now it's really hard to, to pin down financial freedom any other aspect of your life that you're like God I want freedom in this area could I get a, could I get a hand raised amen amen um Prayer team, could you come down? Any, um, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you. All right, well, Bobby, you're going to start singing this uh, chorus again. And I said they start to sing this chorus. Guys, come down. Don't be embarrassed. And if you don't want to come down, put your hand up right there. I'll come pray for you where you're at, or somebody will. So if you don't want to do that, but while they go into this chorus, guys, come on down, find somebody, and we're going to get some freedom here in this house this morning. In Jesus' name. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears really.
shall soon dissolve like snow. The sun forbear to shine, but God who calls.